Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host, Dan Moyle today, and I'm your host today, Dan Moyle. I'm Dan Moyle every day. Um, And I'm also excited every day because I get the pleasure of speaking with amazing entrepreneurs and visionaries and great people like this guy is joining me today, Valentine Aseo, the founder of Matador Meggings. Valentine, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm Thanks glad to spending. be here. Good. Me too. I'm glad to spend some time with you and get to know you. This, uh, this product is very intriguing, and I think that your journey is probably going to be just as intriguing. So um, so I introduced you, Valentine, as the, the founder of Matador Meggings. But when you talk about yourself, tell me a little bit about you. What do you do? Who you serve? That kind of stuff. Who is Valentine? Of course. Um, Valentine has been a corporate slave for a number of years. And finally, he decided to become this entrepreneur. I come from a very entrepreneurial um, family. Pretty much everyone in my family um, is an entrepreneur. But um, I started my career in the tech industry. I worked at Facebook for eight years. And then after that, I was VP of product at a different tech company. And throughout these years, I always had this idea to start my own business. But working at Facebook, that was my dream job. So I I never had the courage to quit my dream job working at this amazing company. So it took me actually um, over a decade to launch this. Um, How it all started is um, five years ago, I became a yoga teacher. And first day of the yoga school, I found myself in a classroom with 25 other women and I was the only guy. Um, And I was the only person who didn't or couldn't, better said, wear yoga pants. Everyone else, all the women were wearing yoga pants. And I thought to myself, well, I want to wear leggings too, but it would probably be a little bit too pornographic. And those ladies were not ready for this. So I said, (laughs) surely someone on this planet should be manufacturing leggings for men. And I looked around. And no, um, all these mainstream brands, um, you know, athleisure and athletic wear giants, sure, they carry tights and leggings and compression pants um, in their um, product portfolio, but they're not designed for male anatomy and they don't meet modern men's needs. So they didn't really figure out the crutch situation. And in our case, uh, we have a... Um, molded crutch technology we call it a modesty pad um, that eliminates bpl basically eliminates the outline of um, your genitals and then we added a lot of functional pockets one for your phone a zipper one for your um, valuables a t-shirt holder at the back for when you go for a run Um, so we this is basically maggings on steroids and valentine is the maker of matador maggings Um, also um the only employee of this company that has 15 departments. Wow. 15 departments. So it takes a lot to put together an apparel brand then it sounds like. Exactly. It starts with design, then development, production, you know, 
there's wholesale, there's shipping and handling and warehousing, there's marketing, advertising, um, PR, there's um, finance and legal. And um, and I don't think I even covered half of the um, departments that I, <laughs> that I run in this company. Right. So, so you, so let me get this straight. You have 15 departments. You are every department or do you work with freelancers too or outside sources? Like how does that work? I am every department in terms wow. of the brains. Okay. The brains, I am the brain of each department. But when it comes to hands, of course, I leverage some external vendors, some external partners, um, some interns and um, and um, outsourcing um, companies. So for example, I don't ship every single product. I work mm. with a warehouse that does all the shipping and handling. Um, for the advertising, I don't necessarily create every single ad, but in terms of strategy, like I worked at Facebook for eight years, I understand the platform very well. So I put together the design, um, I'm sorry, the, um, the strategy um, for that. And again, for when it comes to design, I design all the leggings, but my drawing is pretty bad. So I need a professional <laughs> designer to actually um, take my ideas and my vision and um, put it into a computerized digital design that can yeah. be um, manufactured, and they, and they look they look great. So you you've got your ideas and the execution thereof are wonderful. Uh, Thank you. So so Valentine, what what kind? You mentioned advertising. I want to I want to chase that one for just a minute here. You said you obviously worked at Facebook for almost a decade, which I got to believe in tech startup is like ten years a piece. So I had to be like a hundred years. It feels like. <laughs> um, but but you also like you use on your website it says join us on Instagram. What what's mm-hmm. your favorite? What's the best social media for Matador Meggings? Um, so according to my internal data, um, over seventy five percent, actually like probably closer to eighty percent of my social media traffic comes from Instagram. So when I say not my overall website traffic, but when I look at all the traffic coming from social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram. So um, Instagram is a huge platform. And especially for millennials and my target audience, we see a lot of people moving away from Facebook and um, going to Instagram because that's, you know, your grandparents are on on Facebook. So now kids these days, they have nothing to do with Facebook. Um, so that's why we see advertising spend move to Instagram as well. We don't dictate this. Um, we launch one single marketing initiative um, and we pay to Facebook and Facebook prioritizes or delivers majority of our ads on Instagram because where that's where yeah. people are. Gotcha. And that makes sense. So, so it's really important to know your buyer persona and where they're spending their time so that you can, and then having the data to back that up when it comes to your marketing um, for Matador. Definitely. I think yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs want to cover all grounds and they want to be in every single um, digital like social media platform. If you have the resources, power to do that. But if you don't, in my case, I'm a one-man show and I can't be on all platforms and I can't be as active. So I had to understand where my clients are. I realized Instagram is where people are hanging. And then the second one for me was Pinterest because my clothing is 
very different than boring activewear that mainstream brands sell. They're very yeah. colorful. There's a huge design element to it. So I found that the people on Pinterest that are interested in design, they're likely to gravitate towards my product. So I picked Pinterest as my second priority. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about uh, why you started the business. Being a yoga instructor, you're in this room with these women, you probably shouldn't be wearing regular leggings. Um, but why, like, what's your why Valentine? What gets you out of bed? What's your motivation or your responsibility in the world as an entrepreneur? What's your why? That's a really good question. And that why changed probably half a dozen times since I started this company. Um, The first day when I started the company, I said, okay, I had this idea for five years and I really want to do it because this is going to be my contribution to humanity. This product is going to be like trademark technology and I'm the inventor of it and which is what happened. This is a brand new groundbreaking product that no one ever does. So that was my initial motivation. Then, of course, as an entrepreneur, I wanted the greed kicked in and I wanted to make money. And you know what? Let's be honest, I was in it for the financial wealth as well. Then where it moved to after launching my product and after selling a couple of thousands of it, a customer feedback started um, coming in. And I started seeing all these people posting on Instagram, tagging Matador and singing my praises. Um, but what happened is I email every single client after um, they purchase um, a product. So I asked my customers like what you liked and what you didn't and what your feedback. And you would be surprised, like more than half of those emails are answered with a genuine Um, sometimes positive, sometimes negative um, feedback. But what I found out is this product touched many people's lives. Um, There had been multiple um, emails that I received that people talked about how these leggings motivated them to be uh, more fitness oriented, to be, to feel and look healthier. This guy emailed me and said that he's been on a major depression for two years and like he had suicidal thoughts and he could not um, continue living like that. And then one day he saw a random ad on Instagram. He clicked on it. He liked the leggings. He purchased it. He put it on and he said the confidence he got from those leggings was the reason he decided to go to gym. And when he walked down um, the street or like walked around the gym, he felt invincible. And he said, you know what? I'm going to be in my best shape. Now that, dude, I'm not going to give his name, obviously, but I look at his Instagram, we befriended each other, and I see these amazing photos. And he said, I got out of my depression because of these leggings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is just one instance. I get so many um, emails from my um, customers saying how they feel better, that they they got their confidence. Um, LGBT community, they said like, wow, like we can actually embrace this product that has historically been associated with women. And now you gave us that confidence, that boost to be proud of wearing what we want. Um, Yeah. So like a lot of now I feel like every time I um, sell a pair of leggings, I can't stop myself but think how this is going to change their lives. It could be merely having fun, feeling good about themselves or it can actually like getting that confidence, getting that, um, you know, the, the positive energy through the garment that they're wearing. Yeah. 
Man, that's such a great feeling. I can, I can see it in your face. I can hear it in your voice, how much joy that brings you. That's a great, man, that's, that is amazing. I just want to like feel that for a minute, Valentine. I love that. Um, now I have to believe though, also like being an entrepreneur, isn't all super positive sunshine and rainbows. It seems like every entrepreneur has that moment in their lives or journey or where they said enough is enough. I've hit rock bottom. What am I doing? Have you had a moment like that? Or maybe a couple of moments that you can think back on and relive for me? Maybe not relive, but at least Many. tell the story. <laughs> Many. And, and this is a great question, honestly. And um, if I have to be very candid, I had plenty of those moments. And mm. unfortunately, I still do. And, and I'm not going to hide, hide that fact because entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey. Um, I told you, like at Facebook, I had you know dozens of people in my team, and I had support mechanism. I had mentors and coaches and managers to look up to and get feedback. Um, now I don't have that. That's the um, first part. Like the second one is being an entrepreneur. You can't help but um, take things personally because this. I know it's wrong, and I should not be doing it. And I, I'm getting better at it. But there, there are times that, you know, this is my product and my company and the success of the company reflects on me. And if there are times, for example, COVID recently has been a huge hit on my business. I um, launched my business last year. So in my first year, I got caught with this virus. My factory closed. I wasn't able to restock. I had really, really rough days. So then obviously, like, I thought about it, like, is this time to quit? Like, do, do I do I quit? Like, how long can I can I go? And of course, it lasted three to four months, and I was able to get back up. But during those four months, I did question myself. Another one is um, now I have a product that I'm very proud of, but this is not the V1 of the product. This is like V17. Um, when I first yeah. like, I would not even wear like I have a product <laughs> like. I have my very first meggings that I sold and it's like, wow, it's hideous. How did I sell this? And how did I, how did somebody buy this and use it? Like now it's way better. So throughout that optimization process, every time I got negative feedback, um, I took it personally and I, and I thought like, oh, maybe I'm not the right person to be doing this. I have no fashion degree, no fashion or and textile or, um, you know, apparel, um, expertise or knowledge. So I said, okay, maybe I'm not the right person. And these days, um, there are a lot of, this is the last point, there are a lot of um, haters out there. Um, I have thousands of customers that support me. But despite that, that one <laughs> oh, I, I forget I'm in a podcast, so I'm not going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to be polite, but they're like that one jackass that comments um, a nasty statement on Facebook or Instagram under a post. Um, it, sometimes it's enough to um, you know ruin your day or to be like, whoa, right? And it shouldn't happen. But anyway, so long story short, throughout this process, how I learned to um, battle that feeling is to keep my eye on the prize, which is my North star. Um, when, I, when I feel that I'm truly connected to the impact of what I'm doing, which is beyond the product part, beyond the money, but enhancing people's lives through this piece of garment that I sell, 
nothing can stop me. And I know that will be enough drive to um, push me forward. Yeah. So that's what helps get you through. How long has it taken to get to that point where you tell yourself that regularly, or is it still kind of a struggle? It is still a struggle, but um, the duration of the struggle is much shorter, right? Like if like six months ago, if I got um, a couple of nasty comments on Facebook, maybe that would take me a couple of hours or throughout COVID, maybe it took me days to get over it. But these days, like when something happens, it, within minutes, I'm able to like meditate on it, connect to the impact and trust that I can do this. And you know what? If I can't, it's no big deal. Like there's, it's, it won't be a failure. It will be a learning and no one is dying. I'll still survive. You know, I can always get a job elsewhere. If this doesn't work. Like it's, I'm trying to be less dramatic and be like, cause in the beginning I was like, Oh my God, if this doesn't work, I'll die, which won't be the case. And it is working. It will work with hard work. Yeah. I like that. Connect to the impact. You go back and do that and it helps shorten that time of struggle. So um, very hopeful for that time. Yeah. So if you could redo one thing in over the last year here of, of your journey, what would, what would that be? This is a great question. I actually wrote an article, a blog post about that. I'm happy to share it with you um, after the podcast, if you mm-hmm. wanted to um, share more about that on your website. But um, probably the biggest one was um, not having started marketing early. Um, so a lot, and, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs do this mistake. So for example, they're going to come up with a new product service or company. They spent six months with research and development and building the tool system service, whatever they're building. And finally, after they're ready, they start thinking about marketing. They're like, Oh, let's start a Facebook page, Instagram page, a website. Um, let's hire someone. And I did this mistake. Um, so the day I launched my company, that's when I also launched my Facebook um, and Instagram and other platforms. So I had zero followers and um, zero audience. I had to build my audience over time. Had I known what I know now, I would actually start marketing even before product development. And that doesn't have to be heavy marketing. It could be as light as a landing page, you know, have a website, Matador Magazine's coming soon. This is what we're working on. Are you interested? Leave your email here so that I can start collecting emails. Again, for Facebook, Instagram, other marketing platforms, I could um, start my accounts and start marketing and build a hype. So what would happen is um, on the first day of the business, when I launch my website and start running ads, I would already have a couple of thousands of people who've shown interest and who's ready to buy my product. But on my first day, I didn't have an audience. I had zero people on my email CRM list. I had to build it from scratch. So it took me probably like you know a month or two to actually um, ramp up in terms mm-hmm. of um, marketing. Yeah, so get started early and tell that story and make those connections, build your audience. Definitely. Yeah. And um, I actually have a burning desire to sell, tell my second mistake too. Yeah, oh sure, uh, let's go. I, let's, okay. let's, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> this, is, this is a funny one. Um, so I wanted to be everything to everyone. So um, though I started with this, Megan's idea, I said, well, I need to build an athletic wear brand. Like no one will just come to my website and buy a pair of 
leggings. So I said, oh, I should have um, top collection. And next thing you know, I had, you know, 22 different tops, like t-shirts, tank tops and whatnot on my top collection. And I added joggers and I added accessories and this and that. So I ended up with um, a brand of like close to 300 SKUs, which took me more than six months to build. Had I just said to myself, you know what, I'm going to find my niche. Instead of selling everything to everyone, I'm just going to sell one product first. And then I'll find my um, little audience and I market to them. That would have cut my development time by, you know, more than half. So instead of six months, I would maybe develop it in two to three months and going to market early on. And um, over time, I could be like, oh, now it's time to add joggers. Now it's time to add t-shirts. Because you know what I saw after six months of developing an entire collection, 80% of my sales came from meggings. So I'm <laughs> like, oh, maybe I didn't even need the tops. Um, yeah. So yeah, so basically I found out that um, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I just had to invent a better one, which was the Maggings product and just run with my core um, core offering. Yeah, that's wise. That's, you know, that's great advice to, to niche down and expand when, when the time comes, but to find exactly. that audience. Yeah. So what does success look like in 2021 for Matador Maggings? Good question. Um, so when it comes to success, um, of course, revenue is top of mind for all uh, entrepreneurs, especially e-commerce. But um, I put um, more emphasis on acquisition right now because um, I'm still a young brand and um, I need to work on my brand awareness, brand equity and um, acquiring new customers. So that's one. And number two is... Um, repeat purchase um, ratio. Um, I am really proud to communicate this internal data, but um, over 60% of my customers that purchased a product from me came back to me within the same month to purchase their second product. That is huge. That is unheard of in e-commerce. So basically um, three out of five people that purchase one pair uh, that come to me again within the same month and um, remaining two, one of them, they come to me in a, in a two to three month. So my actually repeat um, business is really, really high. And that's what I aim because to me, this is a true sign of customer satisfaction. And sure. that's what I um, aspire. And if they don't, I actually, um, I, I email them, I harass them. I sometimes I call them and be like, hey, what happened? What, what is it that you did not like? And sometimes they say, like, this is what I did not like. And I say, let me do that right for you. And, um, and that's how I earn people back. So yeah. um, my 20, 21, 22 goals are number one, um, um, customer acquisition. Um, I have my internal goals to reach. And um, while keeping that repeat purchase rate um, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's great. <clears throat> and how cool that they get a call from the founder saying, so what didn't you like? I'm going to fix that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. So Valentine, where can uh, our listeners find you and Matador Meggings? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, MatadorMeggings.com is our online retail store. 
Um, we also work with wholesale buyers. Um, obviously, due to COVID, a lot of the brick and mortar stores are closed. Um, so um, they probably wouldn't be able to find us elsewhere. So metaramagins.com. When it comes to social media, we have two main um, outlets. First one is Matador Meggings on Instagram. The second one is a newer channel that I'm very proud to announce. It's called Bulls of Matador Meggings. Um, I call my customers my bulls. And Bulls of Matador Meggings is a community where my customers share their photos um, proudly. And it's not all professional uh, bodybuilding models, but it's um, men from all passages of life, all ages, ethnicities, races, um, body shapes, and so on and so forth. So that's how I um, try to foster diversity and inclusivity. So if you go to mm -hmm. Bulls of Matador Maggings um, on Instagram, you will see a lot of user-generated content, and I would love for you to check it out. Nice. That's awesome. How cool is it to be able to, you know, bring that real world to the, to the, the fashion industry, right? Like that's really cool. Thank you. Well, Valentine Aseo, Matador Magings, check them out. Thank you for being a part of Leverage to Scale, Valentine. Thank you so much. Great chat. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.